the right place So take a step back before I get all up in your face I know you got your lips, you know I got mine But there's like 50 yeah. other dudes holding on the phone line Your voice will be heard, sir Next caller, please And, and if I don't concur, concur, we can agree to disagree We talking fantasies, sports, and politics It's me, it's me, it's Mr. FSP, doing what I do because I do it for you all day, every day, along with my main man, JT, ATM Money, the one and only puts up here, the one and only. So what's going on, JT? Mr. Taylor. Hola, como esta? All right, well, I guess JT's having some issues with his microphone because I can... uh, Pretty much tell you guys, it's on and pop a lopping for me, Mr. FSP. Uh, we're going to have him call back in because today we're going to cover the FC East. Now, this used to be Jerry's favorite division because he used to be a Jets fan. Um, I'm not sure, you know, if the effect of him leaving, uh, you know, the Jets and joining Houston has anything to do with their luck? I believe it does. That's just me. I believe because he likes to uh, jump from team to team. Of course, it's been seven years, seven years of him doing it, uh, going to Houston, that he's decided, you know, hey, I don't care about the Jets. I don't care about any of them. But here's what I will say. I will say that we are going to have a great show. We're going to talk about those individuals that were implicated implicated in the, uh, I don't want to say um, uh, performance-enhancing drug scandal, but, yeah, it was. It's some people, namely Julius Peppers, Clay Matthews, uh, June. They did not mention Peyton Manning or a few others, but uh, we're going to talk about it. Let's see if I can get JT on the line now. JT, can you talk to me? What's up? There you go. There you go. I don't know what took place, but we're good to go now. Um, Okay. So, as I was telling everybody else, we're going to play a game, a game of can Jerry talk good about his team, the Jets? Or his former team, Jets. You know, you know. I said for, I said former. I yeah, said well, former. But yeah, you, you caught yourself because you know I'm about to light into you, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Whatever. Uh-huh. You know you still love him. You know you still love him. Not even close, man. Not even close. Not even close. Well, well, this year you, I think you might. Let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. You being of the same Zodiac sign that I am, know that once you're done with something, you're done with it. That is true. That is true. I I can agree with that. Um, However, however, we're going to talk about the curse. The curse of Jerry. 
the the Jerry Taylor curse. That that's what don't, we call it. It's, it's not see. <laughs> you, you, you're completely you're completely wrong about that. See, you're starting off this this show on a bad on a bad uh, note. So we we're gonna have issues. I can see this this, this week. We're gonna have an issue. <laughs> which is, we are gonna have issues this week. It's Real. all right. Come on, bring it, bring it on, old guy. No, but we're also gonna talk about. This week, somebody called me an old guy. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about that. That's a totally different show. That is a totally different show. He got got my, he got me. Typical, 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 typical. That's what you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, on that subject, since since you're going to bring it up, um, that's what happens when you have someone that does not know or does not look at history and understand what history was and is and how mm-hmm. it, it affects what people do and say today with that sign. Um, I don't want to get too deep into it, but there, there's a, a person running for the Tennessee congressional office who uh, had a sign that played on or is the original of what Donald Trump is playing on. You know, Donald Trump has make America uh, good again or, or great again. Great again. Well, great again. Yeah. Well, this Tennessee, uh, I guess he's not even, well, yeah, he, he was elected. I guess now he's trying to be reelected. Um, representative has a sign that says, uh, and he had it posted up a billboard posted up in Tennessee saying uh, make America white again. So we had to, uh, we had a discussion on my page. Several people chimed in and a young person wanted to know why I was, or why do I always post uh, stuff that, to bring attention to it? And, you know, I just tell them, look, it, people that believe that type of rhetoric or believe that um, that way of life is the best are the reason why I and so many others uh, pointed out to those that don't see it. I mean, he invoked Morgan Freeman. Now, Morgan Freeman from Mississippi, if I'm not mistaken, and he says, why can't he just forget about race and racism? I mean, I understand Morgan Freeman's... Well, no, because I understand what Morgan Freeman is trying to say, but you know, he, he you took can't. he took it out of context. He took it out no, of context. No, no, dude. Well, no, I, I, I've heard your guy took it out of context. Well, I, well, I heard the he, interview. Basically, saying why can't we get 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 past that? Well, if America, who has invented it, who is one of the biggest proponents of um, that R word, uh, since since. The beginning of the United States or uh, America, I should say, they've always um, uh, had that. I wouldn't say tradition, but always been, it's been that that uh, way. And, and as soon as they put set forth on this earth, when they saw an Indian, so that's it's it's like ingrained from the beginning. It's ingrained from the beginning. Now, if American can get, can get over it, then quite naturally, everyone else 
pretty much will fall in line because the fact is that it's not the 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 uh, the history uh, of it and the I hate to, hate to say tradition, but it's it's a it's ingrained in the, in the society, and it's it's been in, to me uh, uh, it was brought about by the by the people who first set foot on this land. So when he says that, in my opinion, when he says that, he's saying, why can't we get past it? Well, he's saying that he's basically saying, why can't we get past it? Uh, Why can't everyone get past it? But the fact is, it is a, a, a part of the makeup of the United States of America. Not that it's a good thing, but it's just ingrained in in the society so deeply that uh who knows if and when it's ever going to go if, if and when true. and and if you have never experienced it you don't you can't relate if you've never seen anybody experience been around been around someone that's been ex, that has experienced it meaning been around a minority and i didn't spe- and you know, in those articles and those uh, um parts on your Facebook until he started to specify. I specified a minority. That's what I went with. I didn't go with anywhere else but just a minority until your until the person in question decided to go uh to one ethnic group. So I went well, to one uh, to to the other ethnic group trying to okay. trying to make a point. Okay, listen. Listen. Yeah. As I said, it's a whole nother show. I want you going off on a rant. You're going to get me started, man. You can get me I started. Know. I know. I didn't mean to get you started. I did not mean to get mm-hmm. you started. At least until we start talking about the Jets. So anyway, uh, let's back this first, and then we'll get to the uh, to the AFC East breakdown. So NFL report came out showing that back in August, not in August, January, uh, after the Al Jazeera America came out uh, showing a hidden camera on an individual, uh, I believe it's uh, Charlie Sly. He went into a uh, a facility, an anti-aging clinic, wearing a hidden camera, and the clerk or the person there began naming names of persons that they provided this anti-aging drug too, which is human growth hormone and stuff like that. Um, he also goes on to say that uh, to Peyton Manning and his wife, but Peyton Manning is not named in the information. It's not because he is the NFL, but he used to be, and he was the main Named, but no longer is he in this uh, list of folks that, the, that want to be interviewed. The the folks are now uh, Julius Peppers and probably the Buck Packers. I put it that way. Uh, it was let me get the names here. Mike Neal, former linebacker for the Packers. Um, Clay Matthews the third. Former Packer, 
current Packer, Julius Peppers, current Packer, Pittsburgh Steelers, James Harrison, who's a freak of nature, freak of nature, and a one Mr. Messier, I'm not sure who that is, but uh, I want to get your take on it because they've been trying since January to, you know, interview these folks. NFLPA apparently has done some stalling tactics uh, to say, okay, well, you know what? Uh, Let's try to throw this out. It doesn't mean anything. It's from Al Jazeera America, so on and so forth. Well, now when the Packers open up their training camp and when the Steelers open up their training camp, all of these individuals will be interviewed. Mike Neal, who's a free agent, will now be interviewed on the 22nd of July because he's a free agent. Tell me your thoughts about this whole situation. It could be turn out. It could turn out to be one big mess, man. Um, and a lot of players uh, falling by the wayside due to suspension. Um, now, Al Jazeera, and I'm not not giving a legitimacy, but um, they have come out with some things before that were true, that were shocking. Um, this is shocking, uh, but. It's not surprising. I mean, if you if you, you understand what I'm saying, because they're football players, and uh, this is not surprising that uh, they would come out saying that the these football players may be linked to a um, something that's they're not supposed to be taking. Let me put it that way. And uh, in my opinion, they got you, you, you're innocent until proven guilty. Okay. Um, so you just have to let the process bet itself and see what happens uh, down the road when uh, all the information has um, been assembled and uh, we, can, we can or whoever can make an assessment of whether this is a, a viable, um, uh, something that is um, true or untrue. Well, Here's the deal, man. Al Jazeera America um, is a credible source of information. I'm going to tell you, even when everybody thought they were bad, and once they found out Al Gore owned it, all of a sudden they became legitimate, and then everything was honky-dory. Just like TMZ. TMZ was a trash magazine, right? But once TMZ started coming out with facts, stuff that and they can back it up you know they are now a credible source uh whenever they something outrageous and that's that's what's happening um i'm not saying that whoever i talked to at that clinic was telling the truth because you know whenever you try to get a client you're gonna you know embellish some things you're going to uh Maybe there were some NFL players that, that took the performance-enhancing drugs and were clients to them, but you're going to say someone like Peyton Manning. Oh, I know Peyton Manning. You know, you're going to say Julius Peppers. I can recognize him, but another alarming thing is there are a lot of former Packers on this list. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. And if there are a lot of former Packers, I think you begin the investigation with the Packer organization and their their health department, their trainers and stuff. Because if their trainers 
are there, you know, checking on them, keeping them healthy and stuff. How come they didn't catch it? You know, were they part of the problem? So, so before I even go to the players, and that's probably what they did because you can't question the players because the NFL Players Association, but the uh, athletic trainers and stuff, they work for the organizations and the organizations fall under the NFL. So you can question them, whatever. So we don't know that part, but I'm like, the whole Packers defense might be gone this, this year, you know, and that's going to have a big impact on a lot of the individual defensive players. I select for uh, when, when I do my breakdown for IDPs. So ugh, it's a tough situation, dude, tough situation. But let's move on. Speaking of IDPs, mm-hmm. I am in your, your league that you, uh, Recommended. I appreciate that getting me in there um, to uh, another league that you're in, so I can show you how how much superior I am in in playing fantasy football. Really, and it, and you no, know, I won it last did, year, right? I, I won it last year. Well, well, I mean, every you know what I always say: every now and then a squirrel finds a nut. So I mean, well, I found on. I found three of them. I found three of them last year in in well, Yahoo. And I believe I found one in ESPN. Well, I'm so, proud you know. of you. I'm proud of, I'm proud of you, young man. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the crowd. Welcome to mm-hmm. the league. It's an interesting league. It's very interesting. Um, well, this is this is very interesting. It's another league that majority of the players, if I'm not mistaken, are IDP or it's, or it's evenly distributed. Um, so correct. Um, it's going to be uh, pretty interesting because I, I, I am, and I'll admit it, I'm not a real strong guy on IDPs. I think I've gotten better since I started, but I'm still not strong Thanks on to IDPs. Me. But thanks to uh, me, you've gotten better. Um, yes, and um, thanks to believe it or not, Chris, um, he he uh, um, clued me in on some some places to go look for information on IDPs, and, and I've taken that and. and um, He's he helped me, who? believe it or not. Chris who? Chris, um, oh my, I forget his last name. Don't now. you, God. Don't, don't you, don't you, don't you say the dude that I was beefing with. Oh, huh? are you serious? Are you, are you saying yeah. the dude that? Yeah, well, yeah, oh. when we, uh, when we were, um, when we were all talking, let me put it that one, <laughs> I think we were, you know, in a league together or whatever, uh, he gave me, uh, some information and I haven't forgot it and it's still, um, Still to this day, I rely on it. So, then um, it's helped me, helped me quite a bit, and I do admit you've helped me too. So, it's uh, it's it's. I don't you, wherever you can get information and help, uh, you go for it. If it if it as long as it, as long as it's good and, and it it, uh, it helps you, you use it. So, he, I he definitely agree. Uh, he did he de- definitely helped me, um, and uh, I. I Got to give a, a, a him props for that. You ain't got to give more than me. You ain't got to give more than me. Even though you you to this day <laughs> to this day cringe when you hear that name, so that's okay. I don't cringe. <laughs> I don't cringe. I get a little upset. Just it, a little. It's like 
Just like rubbing a fingernail across the across the chalkboard. <laughs> well, not quite. Close. It's close. It's close. Well, only yeah, because, only because I don't like the way he did me, dog. That it was wrong. But I'm gonna let it go. I'm no, you're not. Go. Yes, I am. Victor, I'm let, we just I'm say it go now. the beginning of this show. Once you're done, you're done. So you're not letting it go. Yes. <laughs> As you said, once you're done, you're done. And I, I'm done, so we're done. All right, time to move on to what we're okay, here for. Yes, Let's sir. get to it. Now, Let's get to it. Um, here's, I'm, I'm going to do this first. Well, no, 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 no. I'm going to do this first. Here we go. Carrying the ball 20 times a game requires power and valor, not niftiness. The waterbug and whippet backs rarely survive the wail and howl of the banshee. Stack defenses in the pros. They must meld the butt of a billy goat with a sudden surge of a sprinter. He does not move with polish or slickness. His method is not Grand Prix, but demolition derby. It's that time. Let's go. I got some lemonade for you. A lemonade. Here so, it comes. Yeah, that's right, brother. So here's what we're going to do. It's mm-hmm. time to break off our listeners with a AFC East preview. So here we go. Buffalo Bills, you're up first. And NFL mm-hmm. Team Insider Field's key fantasy question is what he was asked. How do you see the workload being distributed between LaShawn McCoy and Carlos Williams? At 28, McCoy isn't uh, be, begging for more than three carries seasons like he had in Philadelphia. He four games a year ago with injuries carrying the ball 203 times, his lowest workload since 2012. Williams chipped in with, chipped in with 93 carries for an impressive 517 yards with seven touchdowns as a rookie. It would be easy to say a little less work for McCoy, a little more for Williams, but the X factor is running QB Tyrod Taylor, who slipped in 104 carries for 568 yards. We see this formula staying the same. Next question. Can Taylor repeat his 2015 numbers? Does EJ Manuel still factor in the picture? With the same personnel returning around him, Taylor stands a very good chance of putting up similar numbers, which included an impressive 20-6 to TD-to-interception ratio. The question with a running QB is always the same. Can he stay healthy? He missed two games a year ago. As far as manual, the Bills did not pick up his fifth-year option, and he's strictly a one-year back clan Buffalo hopes. It doesn't have to turn to. Other than Sammy Watkins... Are there any pass catchers on this team that will be fantasy relevant in 2016? Only one, tight end Charles Clay. He latched on to 51 passes for 528 yards and three TDs in 2015 after coming over from Miami. With a year in the system, he should be a much bigger factor. Otherwise, it's a Sammy Watkins show. He finished with 1,047 yards and nine touchdowns on only 60 catches. Assuming he's healthy, those numbers will improve. 
Now here's the deal. I got to tell you, Tyrod Taylor is a very good quarterback. He actually won the job in Baltimore a long time ago before he got sick and lost it to Joe Flacco. Do I think he's going to win uh, over the Buffalo faithful again and be healthy? I don't know. But I will say this. They need more than one uh, pass catcher. Charles Clay is a very good receiving tight end. But you can take him out the pitcher. You can also take out uh, and then you're left with just Tyrod Taylor running the rock. What are you going to do then? Buffalo. Uh, Here's what I got for you though. I believe Buffalo drafted a quarterback. He's from Ohio State. He's Cordero uh, Patterson, I believe. And Cordell Jones. Cordell Jones. Cord- Cordell Jones. I'm sorry, Cordero Patterson's in, in Minnesota. I apologize. Cordell Jones. A big, strapping, running quarterback who can throw the ball deep. Can he steal the job? I don't know. I don't know. But talk to me, JT. Let me know what you think about the Buffalo Bills. And what's going on with them this season? Well, Buffalo Bills before Rex Ryan uh, came down with his defense was one of the better pass rushing defenses in the league. But um, uh, uh, Rex Ryan changed the defense, and they went to one of the top to one of the worst in, in pass rush. Um, and Bad, the, not the right person. Excuse me. I, I think he had the wrong personnel for it. Well, okay. Well, what I'm, what I'm saying is this: they took a step back on the defense, and people are falling into this. And I said it earlier in the year, and I'm saying it again. Look at the last three years that Rex Ryan had his defense. Supposedly, the defense he wanted with the Jets. The last two years he had including this year with the Buffalo, the last three years, they've always had trouble uh, with a pass rush and with um, defending against the pass. Buffalo didn't have that issue before Rex Ryan gave there. I still think they're going to have an issue with with, uh, their defense um, because of uh, the moniker that Rex Ryan is the defensive guru. Uh, they don't have enough offense, in my opinion, to overcome the deficiencies that they have on defense. And I don't think they're going to have a, 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 a season uh, that the Buffalo Bills expect, uh, the uh, Buffalo Bill fans expect, and quite naturally the coach expects. It's going to be another disappointing season, and um, – Leading to, and I'm making a bold statement here. I know this is only be his second year. Rex Ryan uh, being rode out off on Buffalo. He's not. He's not going to shuffle off to Buffalo. He's going to shuffle out of Buffalo um, because 
the fans and the front office of Buffalo are going to be disappointed and disenchanted with the results at the end of the season of the Buffalo Bills. All right. Well, here's the deal. And unfortunately, Shaq Lawson is going to be gone to at least week 10 of the uh, NFL season. But Buffalo focuses on improving its defensive line early in this draft, starting with defensive end Shaq Lawson in the first round. While the Bills' defensive special teams was okay for fantasy purposes in 15, it should be a solid streaming option in 16. With the usual two games against the Patriots, it's hard to recommend Buffalo as an elite fantasy defensive special team. The Bills selected running back Jonathan Williams in the fifth round, playing behind LaShawn McCoy and Carlos Williams, to start, Mike Gillisey is still on the roster as well. Williams doesn't figure to have much fantasy value in the near future. So that's a little fantasy impact for you. Um, I believe Shady's going to have a bounce back year. I think they're going to throw some more um, screens his way and use them the way that he normally was used in three. Uh, that also means that Carlos Williams is going to be the in-between the tackles back more often than Shady. So he's going to be a, a touchdown vulture, in my opinion. Uh, there's going to be some stuff going on with uh, Buffalo, and I kind of agree with Jerry. I don't think they're going to do that well this year, but I think they're going to do better than what Jerry thinks they're going to do. Um, and we're going to go over the schedule in a second. Uh, I, let's just get to the schedule. Let's just get to the schedule. All right, so no uh, they open up on September 11th at Baltimore. I need a win or a loss from you. Baltimore was loss. 12th. Of, okay. I was going to say that Baltimore is 12th against the run and 10th versus the pass. Uh, then they go to your former team four days later. I said four days later. later. Yeah, they play at home against the Jets. Four days later after playing Buffalo, mm-hmm. but, uh, the Jets were number two versus the run, number 13 versus the pass. What did they do last year against the Jets? They beat uh, them by not, They swept Yeah. Them. Yeah. They swept them. Yeah, because they had the cane and all the other stuff. They, they swept them, and they're going to uh, make it a trifecta with this one. They'll, they'll beat the Jets. Okay. Then they uh, stay at home to take on Arizona. Loss. Go to New England. Loss. So they're 2-2, two and two, according to you. Then they go on yep. across the country to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. Rams win. Mm-hmm. October 9th, 4 p.m. game, which is a regular 1, 1 p.m. game for them. Yep. They win. Okay. Then uh, they go down the coast, or they come back home and uh, mm-hmm. take on San Francisco. Win. At Miami. Lost. I don't know. Miami was 28 versus the run and 21 versus the pass. I don't know. I don't know. But then they are home hosting New England. Uh, win. So New England. Okay, they play New England twice before the half of the season is up, which is good because they get it out the way. Yep, this one. 
Then on the uh, week nine, they go to Seattle for a Monday night game. Loss. Loss. Cancel that one. That's a loss. But there's a good news here because uh, they get a bye week, week 10, which is good because they get to get some people healed up. Shaq Lawson is scheduled to return that week, so he has an extra week of practice. Um, Yeah, he will. Then they uh, week no. eleven. What'd you say? They lose. They lose. They're going to need it because the the the, the teams are they're playing um, in the uh, after the bye. They're they're going to need to be well rested and Shaq Lawson back. Yeah, I agree. Um, they go at Cincinnati. Um, awesome. Home for Jacksonville. This is going in to November. be a very in November game. Yeah, in November, I, I understand that. Um, very interesting game. Depends on what Jacksonville team shows up, but I'm I'm going to give it because they're playing home and it's and it's and it's later in the season. I'll give it to Buffalo. If it was earlier, I would probably say the Jags, but because it's in November, uh, up in Buffalo, I'll give it to the uh, uh, Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, then they go across the country to Oakland for a four o'clock game. Loss. Home for Pittsburgh. Home for Cleveland. Win. Home for Miami. You split with Miami. Home. Win. And then final game of the season, January 1st, at the Jets. <laughs> Just like they did last year, they sweep the Jets and make it a uh, a foursome now. I think so, Buffalo would... Rex Ryan has 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 their, their number. So, uh, based on that, Jerry, that's like an eight and eight, nine and seven record. Nope, it, seven and nine. <sighs> seven and I nine. Think you got it. Okay, I got them eight and eight, uh, nine and seven. Okay, a lot right. of games can go either but I'm I'm I think I'm pretty uh, spot on with this. I I don't think they have the season that they're expecting to have. Um, and eight and eight and eight and nine and seven will not get him in the playoffs. I agree, it won't get him in the playoffs. But I don't think it's going to be a a ousting of uh, of Rex. I think they'll be close to the playoffs. I think will save his job is that they're in the playoff hunt. Now, uh, the GM he might be on the hot seat. He might be on the hot seat. Because he's allowing Rex to bring in his people. And what you'll see, and I think they'll say, is, okay, well, we were down our our, um, our first-round draft pick, but we stayed in the games and we were competitive. We stayed in the playoff hunt. So I think uh, Rex and the GM are okay. Uh, I can't agree with you on, you know, on Rex going away, even th- excuse me, even though I think his welcome is starting to wear just a little because of uh, last year's disappointing season. But again, is it going to be, you know, uh, because of the offense, the lack thereof, or is it going to be because his defense does not perform? That's the question. You know, if his defense does not perform, I think they let him go. 
I think they let him go if it's defense. And that's, and that's what I'm premising on. I don't think he's as good a defensive guy as he was has been in the past. He's been, in my opinion, in my opinion, I've said this uh, at the end of this past season, and I said it this season before he went to Buffalo, the last season with the Jets. He doesn't seem to be um, the same guy on defense uh, or teaching defense or whatever as he had had been in the past. I think he's been living off his name for quite a while. And his defenses, uh, the last few seasons with the Jets and the first season with Buffalo, uh, um, bear that out. Bear it out. So, that's well, why I've been I saying think, that. I, I think if, if he gets one solid cornerback, one solid cornerback and a decent pass rush, I think – you know, they'll be fine. And I think Rex Rex's defense will, will come to fruition. Again, let's look at your team, Houston, right? When Mario Williams was there his last year or so, they had just converted to a 4-3. He was mm-hmm. awful. They He got ran out of town because he couldn't perform in the 4-3. I mean, in the 3-4. And same deal here. He had one year in it was awful in it after coming off of a stellar year in a 4-3. You know, I don't even recall where he went, where he he landed, but I'm quite sure it's a 4-3 defense. You know, he's in he's in Miami, he's in Miami net right now, but th- th- that but but you're missing a point here. I didn't just premise Rex Ryan's defense on this past year. He had his defense ever since he was with the Jets in the last couple of seasons with the Jets and he did have DBs the last few seasons with the Jets, and they still were not good. So well, what I'm saying is his defenses, I think he's leaving off, leaving off his name. I, I mean, it's, it's bearing me out, man. I mean, the last three seasons of his defense, two with the Jets and the last one with Buffalo, his defenses have not been living up to uh, um, what his name is. As being a Rex Ryan, a, a, a defensive guru, so I'd be surprised. I, I and I'll tell you this: I'd be really surprised if this defense is top fifteen. I'll give it top fifteen. If it's top fifteen, I'd be surprised. I think they'll be that top fifteen. The, the, the better half. That means the better half of <clears throat> better half of the league's defense. You got I, thirty-two I, I teams. I, I know. I, I can count. I think he will be. I think he'll have them at a, at a top fifteen uh, level. I think that's that's a, a sure bet because you're gonna have your second year in a three four. You're gonna have the personnel you need to run that three four. So I think uh, he'll be fine. But with that being said, no, no, no. He had the same thing with the Jets. He had his defense I got you. for a whole. The whole time he was there, he had his defense. The first two seasons, his defense was decent, and then his defense steadily went downhill after that. I got it. I got it. I got it. But I think it's going to be a bounce back year for the defense. I really do. They just, have, they just have some tough people to play. Seven and nine. Real tough. Okay. Well, I'm with you on that. But since we're talking about – Mario Williams. Let's just go ahead and talk about Miami. 
seniors, but that's where he went. I mean, look at you got Mario Williams and Dominic Sue, Cameron mm-hmm. Jordan on that defensive line. Oh, Cameron Wake. Cameron, Cameron Wake. Wake. I'm sorry. Sorry, Cameron Wake on that defensive line. Oh my goodness. But here we go. Let's let's see what these NFL experts. I know. Let's see what these NFL experts have questions about. I have some, and they involve the quarterback. But yep. What are expectations for the Dolphins' offense under Adam Gase? Ooh, how will he impact Ryan Tannehill's production? The Dolphins hired Gase to get the most out of Tannehill, like he did with Jay Cutler. He'll likely give Tannehill more latitude than uh, the quarterback had under his former coaches. So Tannehill is probably worth a flyer, if not as a low-end starter, then certainly as a top backup with room to grow. Which running back will finish the season with the most touches? Fantasy points. Now, I like this kid, Jay Adai. Jay Adai worked his way into the running back rotation last season as a rookie, and now, with Lamar Miller gone, he'll get first crack to start. Miami will mix in rookie Kenny uh, Kenya Drake, especially as a third down back, but Adai is the best bet here. He's had runner, he's a hard runner, with a little wiggle. Devontae Parker or Jordan Cameron? Which is a better fantasy option this season? Uh, I like that question. I think Jordan Cameron is. But let's see what we have to say. After nursing injuries and learning the offense, Parker had 22 catches with 42 targets. I mean, in 42 targets in the final six games. Cameron might rebound after a down first season with the Dolphins. But Parker has much higher upside. Jarvis Landry is Miami's uh, possession receiver. Parker should be the home run option. I disagree with that. Uh, do you expect the Dolphins' defense to rebound enough to be viable uh, starting option this season? The Dolphins' defense, which plunged last season, is a risky play for a rebound. Vance Joseph, the new defensive coordinator, has some front-line pieces, but there are too many depth questions especially with the Dolphins relying on linebacker Kiko Alonso and cornerback Byron Maxwell to stay healthy. Now, here's the thing. Byron Maxwell isn't even their best corner. Byron Maxwell might be the, he might be the nickel. Yeah, I forgot about Brent Grimes. That dude is still balling. They forgot about, you know, you can put Kiko Alonso in there. That's fine. But you've got a slew. Mia Mia uh, Atupu, I think his name is. He's a beast. The middle linebacker. You know what I'm talking about, Jerry. Uh, the Samoan guy. You've got uh, Cameron Wake on the outside coming back off of an injury. You, As you said, you've got... Uh, uh, what's the old boy we were just talking about? Uh, you talking about Mario Williams? Yeah. Cameron Mario Wake? Williams, right. Cameron Wake, Mario Williams, Dominic Sue. That is pressure off that off off uh, the defensive line that will allow all their linebackers and their safeties and corners to do well. I really think that it's amazing that this expert does not give Miami's defense much credit here. Um, I understand they got to learn how to play with each other. I understand that. But Indominus Sue ate up two and three players a game 
and still had uh, a nice sack total. I mean, yeah, better than I thought he was going to get. So you put Byron Maxwell at uh, the nickel or the second corner. You got Grimes as the other corner. And you've got a nice safety in Rashad. Uh, uh, what is Rashad's last name? can't remember Rashad's last name. But he's a good Frank safety. Grimes. Frank Grimes is no longer with the uh, <clears throat> Army Dolphins. Oh, my. I, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, he's with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If I'm not mistaken. I missed that one. Okay, well that changes my outlook a little bit. <laughs> uh, of course, I'm over here, so I don't get to see everything. But I, I could have sworn he was still in Miami because they signed him to a big contract. But okay, well if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Not a big deal. But still, with all these pieces, I can't see how this guy doesn't think Miami's going to be a good defense. Um, but let me get your thoughts on Miami, their offense and their defense. Well, they're going to have some growing pains, uh, because they have, um, and Brent Grimes, I'm looking, just looking at it. He's, he is, he is in fact with Tampa Bay. So I'm, what I'm saying is this, um, about Miami, uh, new coach, new offensive philosophy. I think this is the third offensive coordinator that um, Brian Tannehill has had in the last three years. So Adam Gase, just like you said, is going to give him more latitude at the line of scrimmage to change the play. Uh, And I think they're going to be running more of of a a no-huddle type of offense too, which plays into um, how knowledgeable and how creative the quarterback can be because he's going to be calling a lot of plays on on the fly. but these AFC East teams, all of them, all of them have either a floor on the defense or a floor on the offense. Just like the Buffalo Bills, uh, their defense is shaky and they, they don't have an explosive offense. That's why I gave them 7-9. Uh, the reason why I'm going to go and, and, uh, and we'll go down to uh, the win-loss record of the Miami Dolphins, but I don't think they're going to fare too well either. Is because they have a flaw, which is going to hold them back in being able to get the majority uh, um, of the wins in the season versus the, the losses. And I think it's going to be an inconsistent offense uh, with an inconsistent quarterback and, and, and a defense that is going to have to carry this team. Um, and with the schedule that they're playing, um, they're going to have a difficulty going up against uh, strong offenses and being able to keep up uh, um, with their with the with Miami's offense score some points to win games. Um, so uh, whenever you want to go down the schedule, we can go down the schedule. I'll, I'll give you my opinion on what I, what I think they're going to be, uh, uh, what what they're going to win and how many they're going to lose. Well, I was leading right into it and. I was hoping you just started on the schedule, but let's do it. September eleventh. Okay. They're gonna open up at Seattle at four PM. That's bad. That's bad. Yes it is. Start off it is on a, on a sour note. Uh Legion of Doom wants to prove a point. Trust boom, me, they're gonna lose this big. Okay. Legion of Boom, not Legion of Doom. That's the Road Warriors. <laughs> well, whatever. Whatever. All right. 
They're going to load it up boom on them, I'll tell you that. Go ahead. Then they go to New England for week two. Loss. Now, it, it gets a little better because they, uh, they're going to host Cleveland. Win. Another team then in they're transition. The, yeah, I know. Then they have a short week and go to uh, Cincinnati. Unfortunately for them, they lose. Hartford game. This could be Hartford. This is probably going to be a defensive game um, yeah. because the two quarterbacks that they're playing, uh, the two quarterbacks are inconsistent and have difficulties with defenses. So I think this is going to be a close game. And it's probably going to be a defensive struggle. I think so, too, because it's a Thursday night game. And, you know, after coming off of a, a, a win versus Cleveland, I think there's mm-hmm. going to be some, you know, extreme letdown. But right. then, after Cincinnati, they host Tennessee, who I think is going to be a surprising team. Interesting. But I think they win this game. I think they bounce back. They have a long week uh, to recover from uh, the loss at Cincinnati. And I think they uh, just like a mini bye, a mini bye week, and they beat they beat Tennessee. Well, I'll tell you what, because I think that the state of Florida – has a, a good thing for Marcus Mariota and that new offense in Tennessee. I think Tennessee actually wins that game because Darrell Beckham, Murray, uh, Delaney Walker, all those other guys. I, mm, all right. But then they also following Tennessee, they host Pittsburgh. Awesome. Okay. Uh, then they host Buffalo. Win. I can agree with that. They have a bye week at week set, uh, week eight. Come back, and then they have a up and down schedule. So I think this is where they bounce back at. I really do. Uh, they host the Jets. They win that. At San Diego at 4 p.m. They lose that. They lose that. Okay, they then they have to go back out west, and I think what's going to happen is they're going to stay out there. More than like, and they, uh, yeah, they take on Rams. Tough Rams defense, um, but I still think they win this. Okay, uh, and San Francisco, three. Well, they're home for San Francisco. Right. They win that. Now here's where it gets ugly. Go ahead. Yeah, it does. It does because you got up and down and, and rough stuff. Yeah, at Baltimore, Lost. at Baltimore in December, Lost. they host Arizona. Loss. You you gonna say loss all the way down? Is, is that what you're saying? I'm saying loss all the way down. Okay. I'm saying loss there's no all the point way down. In me, there's no point in me going through four games and all you're gonna do is loss, loss, loss. So you feel as though they're gonna lose Baltimore, Arizona, Jets, Buffalo, and New England. Well, and 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 believe it or not, if you look at my sheet that I wrote down here, I had uh, New England as a loss, and then I put a W next to it. So it could go either way. But let me put it this way. The majority of the games from uh, week 13 on are going to be losses. Let me put it that way. And that, that, that's just how I feel. They may win one of them, uh, but I don't think they win more than one out of the last five games of the season. 
So you have them going six and ten. Seven and nine. Okay. Is that respectable enough, though? One, two, three, four, five, six. And that is if they win the last game against New England. Otherwise, they're six and ten. That's what I just said, six and ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, six and ten. Okay. Now, here's here's my, my quick breakdown of the two. Um, Landry is definitely their go-to guy. I believe Tannehill is going to get uh, Cameron Jordan more involved because Adam Gase, what does he do? He loves to get the ball to the tight end. Mm-hmm. The problem is his quarterback has a candy uh, pop gun arm, and he's not going to take deep. So Parker, yes, he might be the home run threat, but he's not going to get that many opportunities. He's just not. Um, now, Joseph Adai, I liked him when he was at Boise State, but he had a fumbling problem. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to fix that, and I'm not sure if um, he's going to be the starting running back. Again, you let Lamar Miller go. He goes to Houston. But are, is there going to be a commitment to the run game? Adam Gase, uh, he didn't have that much of a commitment to the run game when he was in Denver. But that's because he had Peyton Manning. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But I do know this. I think Miami's going to be about 6-10, and 7-9 as well. Um, because they have a rough schedule at the beginning, in my opinion. And I think it gets a little easier towards the middle. And you have three division games to end the season on. All of them trying yep. to fight for a playoff spot. All of them trying yep. to fight for a di- division title. That is not kosher for Miami. And now that I know Brett Grimes is gone, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's go to the next one. Mm-hmm. Your team, the Patsy Watsies. What to the lemonade, man? What happened to the lemonade? It's playing. Lemonade's playing. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can't I yeah. can't hear it on this end. That's okay. Now here's the deal. All right. Here's the deal. I don't know how the rich get richer. And I'm not even reading yet. But how do you get Martellus Bennett and Gronkowski? <laughs> now now Martellus Bennett's value dropped dramatically, in yeah, my opinion. True. But how do you have both of them unless you're going to flex Martellus out as a wide receiver from time to time? If you put him in a double tight end set, okay, he's good because he can block and he can catch, but Tom Brady's receivers have been inconsistent at best. So let me read what the, this person had to say. How would you treat Tom Brady in fantasy drafts given his four-game suspension? First of all, last year, he had a four-game suspension, got it overturned. Now Supreme Court says, uh, no, you're going sus- to you're gonna serve that four games. And he's appealing it. So I have no guarantee that he's not going to play these first four games. I, I'm not going to venture to say that. But this is what they have to say. Draft Brady anyway. Yes, he will miss the first four games. By the time he gets back, he will quarterback one of the top offenses in the league. Obviously, go after another quarterback to start the season. But once Brady starts flipping in the draft, 
scoop him up and reap the benefits once he returns from a suspension. How do you see the carries being distributed in the backfield? Will any Patriot running back be fantasy relevant this season? I'm going to tell you that, no. As long as Deion Lewis returns healthy and 100% from his knee injury, he's somewhat draft-worthy. When he's uh, at his best, Lewis is the team's first option at running uh, at running back on all three downs and can affect the game both as a runner and receiver. If you draft any running back from New England, Lewis is the one. What are your expectations of for the Rob Gronkowski, Martellus Bennett tight end uh, tandem? Gronkowski-Bennett tight end tandem could be the best one in the league. So expect both players to provide plenty of points to fantasy owners. Gronkowski will obviously be the first option, practically, uh, particularly in the red zone. But Bennett will get his share of looks with the pickup. In my opinion, I would say as a number two tight end, because uh, that's what he is. Given the changes, what are the fantasy expectations of the Patriots' defense special teams this season? Before I even read this, I'm going to tell you. You let Chandler go. You let Chandler Jones go to the freaking Arizona Cardinals. Not a good move. But here's what they have to say. There have been some changes along the Patriots' depth chart this season, but the core of the defense remains the same. Quarterback Malcolm Butler and linebackers uh, Dante Hightower and Jamie Collins are still on the team. And as long as defensive end Jabal Sheard provides a consistent pass rush the defense should be strong again now listen that's Adam Kurgan from the Boston Herald who wrote that um I gotta disagree for one I do not believe that Malcolm Butler is that number one cornerback he's good but not the number one cornerback uh Hightower always a good one Jamie Collins always a good one but you're losing big-time production on that defense. Uh, just my opinion. Now, what they have here is they have Malcolm Mitchell at wide receiver as their top rookie, and they're expecting a bounce-back year for Julian Edelman. Um, after all those concussions and stuff, I am not sure about that. Your thoughts, JT? Well, every team in the AFC East, I keep on saying this, has a – I wouldn't say – they have a floor. Uh, every team has a flaw, but th- these teams stand out. Um, either uh, the Jets have a strong defense and had a really good offense, but you don't know what's going to happen with them because of the quarterback situation. And if Fitzpatrick uh, had a career year, you don't know if he regrets back to his, his normal play. The uh, uh, Buffalo Bills uh, have had trouble – with their defense since uh, Rex Ryan came and don't have a strong enough offense to carry the defense. So it's a, uh, uh, a problem for the Buffalo Bills. The new coach with the Miami Dolphins, uh, inconsistent play on the offensive side. It looks like the defense may be the stronger part of the, uh, the team. Um, uh, so uh, the offense probably for the most part is going to get carried by the defense. New England Patriots have a prolific offense um, headed by Tom Brady. 
Uh, you know, sooner or later he's going to play, and even if he gets suspended for four games, he's still going to play up to, to the standard you used to seeing Tom Brady play in that offense role. The defense, they lost a key part, and I, I'm just like you, I was real surprised that they let Chandler Jones go. But that had more to do with um, money, money than the, guy, yeah. the players player's ability. Um, and they went they went to a team that sorely needed a pass rush uh, in the Arizona Cardinals, uh, who I think is going to be, oh my God, that's that's a team, and we'll get to the a, 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 NFC West, but that's that's a team worth talking about quite a bit. Uh, the New England Patriots, I think, going to be carried mostly by their offense for the most part. Deion Lewis, if he comes back healthy, he's going to have a I think he's going to have a very good year. I think they're going to use him a lot, just like they were using him before he went down. Uh, and he was extremely strong in PPR leagues in fantasy. Um, Martellus Bennett and Gronkowski, this is uh, two tight end New England uh, pre-Aaron uh, Hernandez 2.0. Um, even though Hernandez is a little bit more athletic than Martellus Bennett, they're going back to uh, that type of uh, play. Who when I first when he first did it, um, I, and, and I, I think I had said that a lot of other teams are going to try to do the same thing, and, and a few other teams did try to do the same thing when New England went to uh, uh, the new type of offense using two tight ends, two athletic tight ends, and pass catching tight ends when they had Aaron Hernandez and they had Gronk. Well, they finally get, are able to get a tight end that has a lot of ability, maybe not the level of Gronk, but has a lot of the ability to uh, um, take some of the pressure off of Gronkowski and being able uh, to, on the other side of the field, uh, an effective tight end that, that Brady has another option to go to. I like this team to win, as usual, win the AFC East, and I don't think it's going to be close. Well, we're about to find out. Let's go over this schedule, young man, or old guy. Sure. Now, out the back, Arizona's their first game at Arizona. So Chandler, Chandler Jones. Chandler yeah, Jones. He, he's coming after Garoppolo or or because remember, the Patriots drafted a quarterback with their third round pick, Jacob uh Brissett. So what I'm saying is Oh, I know he's hunting. I know he's hunting. But I just want to point that out that it won't be Tom Brady if he does go through with that sentence. And you know what? If I'm Tom Brady looking at my first four games, I don't want to face J.J. Watt. I don't want to face Indominican Sue. I don't want to face Chandler. And I don't want Mario Williams, I mean, uh, Buffalo coming after me either. So I might just take that four-game suspension. But let's go over it. <laughs> I hear you. That's go ahead. Me. Okay. Arizona. Arizona. Loss. Okay. Home for Miami. Win. Uh, home on a Thursday night game just four days later against your Texans. <sighs> the reason I'm saying this is because I think this can go either way because the Texans do have a good defense and I think they have a, a, enough offense to go up against the Patriots. Um, but it's in Foxborough. Funny things happen when, when teams play uh, uh, in Foxborough. Um, they're not necessarily from the players. Funny things happen. Calls get cr- crazy. Calls happen. Anything can happen. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to have to give them 
and I forget what I gave uh, Houston um, weeks ago. I, I don't know if I gave him a win or a loss, but uh, I think they lo- uh, Houston loses this. Uh, New England wins this. Okay, home for Buffalo. Win. At Cleveland. Win. Home for Cincy. Win. At Pittsburgh. Loss. Too much At offense. Buffalo. Way okay. too much offense. At Buffalo. Uh, loss. Gonna then they get the bye week. Yep. Yeah. Then they get the bye week. And it's a little, you know, tight in the second half. But uh, week nine bye is not bad. Uh, home for Seattle. Uh, this November could go 15. either way. Yeah, this could go either way, but I think they lose to Seattle. If they get, if Seattle has a running back by the name Marshawn Lynch, I think Seattle wins that game too. Uh, but I don't think so. Lynch is gone. You can forget that. They they have some options at at running back uh, besides Rawls. So if Rawls doesn't pan out, they do have some. Um, C.J. Precise is one of them. Um, and I'm trying to think who the other ones were off the top of my head, but they have some options at running back. So, uh, and Russell Wilson is coming into his own, so he he can he he'll be able to. Seattle with a combination of of the offense that they had, whether it's running or passing the ball, and the defense that they have, uh, I think they win this, even though it's, it's uh, being played in New England. All right, then they go to San Francisco for a four o'clock game. Yeah, Chip Kelly. week. The next three weeks, uh, the next three weeks they play um, some teams that are, um, have some issues at San Francisco, at New York Jets, and L.A. Uh, at home. In, those, in that order, they all win those. All right. Um, so then we go Monday night home, Baltimore. They win that. At Denver with Mark Sanchez. Well, it may not be Mark Sanchez at, at, at this late part of the season. It may be someone else, um, yeah. whether it's the – it may not be Paxton Lynch. I forget the other guy's name. Um, not that I'm discounting him. I just just, just forget him right now. Um, but I th- still think they uh, Denver wins that game. Wow, okay. Uh, yep. Home for a Saturday fight with the Jets. They win that. They split with the Jets. No, they they, they sweep the Jets. They sweep the Jets. I don't think whether whether Ryan Fitzpatrick comes back or not, um, I don't think he plays to the level he played last year. I I, I honestly don't believe that. Um, he, he he historically he, he played the best of his career. I, I know it's under Adam uh, it's under uh, Shane Gailey. I understand that, and he had his best years with Shane Gailey when he was in Buffalo, but he had his absolute career best last year. And he's got a lot well, of weapons. Think about it. Yeah, that's what I was about I, I to say, dude. But, but I understand he's got a lot of weapons, but I don't think he plays to the level he played last year. Absolutely okay. not. Okay. Well, we're about to get to the Jets in a minute. But last game mm-hmm. at Miami. Um, And I told you this go, can go either way. I gave them a loss, but they could easily win this game. And that equates to a 10-6, 11-5 uh, uh, season to me. Ten and six sounds about right to me. Ten and six, um, mm-hmm. but the team that I think is going to win the East is a team about to talk about, and mm-hmm. because 
They're off of the Jerry Taylor curse. I think it's time to get down with your J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Disclaimer, full disclaimer. If Geno Smith is the quarterback, I take everything positive I'm about to say back. That's all I'm going to say. I don't think so. But the Jets have a bunch of issues to worry about. Muhammad Wilkerson wants to be paid. You know, Fitz... Uh, Gerald wants to be paid Or Fitzpatrick wants to be paid Fitzpatrick But you have so much money tied up In Decker And Marshall And now you have Matt Forte as well Ooh We sticky icky icky It's Saturday Let's celebrate Okay so here's what we got Can Jake Amaro bounce back from injury and be fantasy relevant this season. You know what? A good friend to the quarterback is a tight end, so that's a good question. Here's the answer. Amaro has a chance to be a uh, contributor for the Jets passing game, but he's far from a sure thing for several reasons. He had issues with drops as a rookie in 2014, missed all of 15 with a shoulder injury, so he's going to be rusty. And receivers Brandon Marshall and Eric Ducker will account for most of the targets in the Jets' offense. So, while Amaro will provide some complimentary receiving stats, don't look for him to make a major splash for your fantasy team. I can wholeheartedly agree with that. How will the workload be distributed between Matt Forte and Bilal Powell? Dude, well, let me just see what it says. I would expect a fairly even workload distribution between Forte and Powell, with Forte having a slight advantage. Both guys are also potential weapons as pass catchers out of the backfield. Last season, Chris Ivory had 247 yards to Powell's 70. But Powell flashed late in the season, and the Jets invested in him this offseason. Look for him to have a bigger role in 2016. Plus, the Jets will want to keep Forte fresh. He's an older back than Ivory and or Powell and more mileage on him. Don't be surprised if Forte finds up winds up with fewer than 200 carries in 2016. I highly doubt that, really. That's just me. Will any receiver other than Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker matter this season? I don't see any other receivers putting on major numbers besides Marshall and Decker. They had 109 and 80 catches last year. Respectively, the next two closest receivers on the team, Quincy Enumwa and Kendrell and Kimbrough Tompkins, had 22 and 17 catches, respectively. Inouye, I can't get his name right, and Tompkins are okay players, but not consistent producers. Devin Smith did basically nothing because he struggled with injuries, and then he tore ADL in December. This is from Daryl Slater, Newark Star Ledger. Now, here's the deal. I think this is just me talking. Matt Forte and Bill Powell is going to be one hell of a combination. And they're going to find ways to put both of them in the backfield at the same time. If for anything, to like get mismatches on offense. So a linebacker is going to have to cover Forte and a linebacker is going to end up covering Powell, whether they go on the pass play or not. And if they do, Forte is more likely to get the pass than Bilal. Powell, but that's still a matchup that Fitzpatrick or 
whoever the quarterback is going to be should be able to recognize and take advantage of. Brandon Marshall is still a beast. Still a beast. Um, so is Eric Decker. Once Decker gets over his injuries and all that, Decker is worth the money because he has another receiver on the opposite side to take some pressure off of him. Now, I know Jerry does not like his Jets that much. I got it. I follow that. But I think the Jets will win the East 10 and 6, 11 5 record. That's what I'm looking for. I need to go last. I know the history. You have no idea the history of this 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 team. Trust me. You see all this dysfunction in the playing playing players that they should definitely play uh, pay. Um, maybe not so much in the quarterback, even though he did have a career year. And and you see this time and time and out, time and time and again that you see a player that's in a contract year or is playing for a contract the following year has a very good year or a career year, and then he gets paid, and then he reverts back to what he's always been. Uh, that's why the Jets haven't paid Fitzpatrick the the money that he's looking for, because he's only done it one year. He's only done it when he's playing for a contract. Not like he's the everyday player that he doesn't have to worry about from year to year, that he has a contract that he can rely on. I understand that. Uh, and that's why there's dysfunction in here, and that's why uh, it's a delay in uh, signing Ryan Fitzpatrick, even though the uh, offensive skill players want him signed as, as soon as possible for the simple fact the success they had last year. I don't think they're going to have that type of success this year on the uh, uh, offensive side of the ball. This is a floor in the AFC East and a lot of teams. And one one side of the ball is a lot stronger than the other. Uh, I, I do believe that the defense, if they get Muhammad Wilkinson back and they need him in a – they need him bad. He's one of the best uh, defensive players on the line, a defensive lineman in the league. And he's having issues because they're not signing him to a long-term contract uh, of what he wants, and he's not going to play. He doesn't want to play for a a um, franchise tag. Yeah, franchise tag. So, so this is a typical. And take it from me, I, I'm not hating on the Jets. I just moved moved on from them. I'm not hating on them. Just t- just take it from experience. I know the dysfunction of this team. I know the dysfunction in the front office. Trust me. When you have a disillusioned owner at Woody Johnson, who's for Donald Trump, you know you got issues. Trust me when I tell you this. Okay, listen. I got you, and I, I follow you on that. But the Jets are the most complete team, in my opinion, in the AFC East. I know the Patriots are really locked and loaded with Bill Belichick and, and all that, but I think they have more flaws than the Jets. Uh, Bryce okay. Petty. Bryce Petty, people forget that he is still an option at quarterback. No option. So he hasn't he hasn't picked up the offense. That's why that's why you don't hear too much about him. He hasn't picked up the offense. Trust me when I tell you that. Well, I mean that's understandable, but uh, he's still there. That that's the point that I'm getting to. Well, he, that he is still the there. Just like, 
she's just a, a body, just like Geno Smith is a body. That doesn't mean they have the ability to to um, execute to play or uh, plays as as a quarterback. He, he he may know it in theory, but to actually put it in 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 into uh, actual physical work, he doesn't have the ability to do that. Let's go down the schedule, man. Look at you. <laughs> you only want to talk. Yeah. All right, Cincinnati. Home. Loss. Uh, Thursday night, Buffalo. Loss. Wow. At Kansas City. Loss. This is some straight hateration going on. No, no. Uh, look at look at who they're playing. Look at who they are playing. I, I know. I know. I know. Oh who they're playing. Listen, and this is what I'm telling you. If it's Geno, I can agree with you. But if not Geno, I, I got to disagree with, with, with your first couple. Um, I'm, I'm telling you, you, you have I, – I, the quarterback, regardless of who it is, either it's Geno or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick was on the Houston Texans. I watched every game that Ryan Fitzpatrick played for the Houston Texans. And I'm telling you, I'm trying to explain to you. I'm not just no hate. I've been, I said this last year, and I'll say it again this year. He's a career backup quarterback. He had one outstanding year. He's not going to have that same type of year. People are looking at that he's going to do or continue what he had. It's not going to happen. And when I'm telling you, these teams know Ryan Fitzpatrick well, and they're going to exploit his defects. Trust me when I tell you that. When Cincinnati's got a very good defense. Buffalo's going to have a decent defense. It's going to pressure Ryan Fitzpatrick. Kansas City has a very good defense and going to pressure, at, and it's in Kansas City. That's three losses right there. Then they come home well, and they play Seattle. Seattle? Come on. That's a loss. That's, that's, that's an okay. obvious loss. Jerry, 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 Jerry. Then they yeah. go on the road and play Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. That's a loss. And back after that? They go to Arizona. That's a loss. I'm being so realistic. They're going for- to open up 0-6. You're telling I'm, me just going to open up 0-6. They're not going to be the first six games. They have a real a tough schedule. They have a tough – early in the season, they have a very tough schedule. And what I'm saying is this. I see them winning one game out of the first six games in here. One game you just said, is a pop. You just said they're going to lose. You said they're going to lose all six. You just listen to what I'm saying. I said there's a possibility of them winning one game out of the six, but I'm I'm predicting that they're going to lose six games starting the season off because of who they are playing. They're playing Cincinnati, okay. Buffalo, Kansas City, Seattle, Pittsburgh, and Arizona. And okay. and, and 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 it could be it could be it could be very ugly because they play Baltimore. When they come back home. So, you know what, Jerry? I smell action. I smell action. I really do. I smell a whole lot of action. Let let, let, let me ask you something, Victor. And and, and I'm looking at it. I'm not looking at it as as a former disgruntled Jet fan. I'm looking at it realistically. (laughs) Thanks for pointing that out, though. Thanks for pointing that out. you, You throw it up in my face all the time, but I'm looking at it realistically here. And, 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 and I know the quarterbacks. Geno Smith and Ryan Fitzpatrick. I know them. I know them well because I, they've been on teams that I rooted for at one point or another. 
So I know how these guys play and know how they are. I know the, know their flaws. And the, the teams that they're going up against, the first six games, the seven, first seven games, um, they're going to have issues, huge issues. The defense is going to have to carry him because the offense, I don't think, is going to be consistent enough because of the quarterback to be able to keep up with some of these teams. Okay. So, again, I smell action. What do you have? That's all I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not going to go into any action with this. I, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm giving you're not. No. 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 Okay. No way. No. Okay. No. But but, Wait, but you're, let, me, let me ask you're saying they're gonna but, go ahead. I'm reverting back to the question I had asked you just previously. What do you think their record are going to be the first seven games? First seven games: Cincinnati, Buffalo, Kansas City, Seattle, at Pittsburgh, at Arizona, and home against Baltimore. That's think, seven games. I, I think I think they'll be three and four. Well, I think they'll be three and be, four. What game do I you think, think they're going to win? I think they're going to win against Cincinnati and Buffalo. Uh, I, I, I can agree. They'll probably lose to Kansas City. They'll probably lose to Seattle. There's an up-and-down chance at Pittsburgh uh, because it's at Pittsburgh. Uh, Arizona, I'll give them a loss. But I think they come back and beat Baltimore. And yeah, then I gave them a win. I, okay, well, I'm giving them three and four in the first seven. And you're giving them Oh, and seven. No, you gave I'm them, them one, and, one and six. One and six. One and six. One and six. Okay. Well, like I said, I smelled action. You didn't smell any action. Let's move on. Because I, I think you're sorely mistaken. I really think you're mistaken. And as you said, you're not saying it as a former former disgruntled fan. And, right. I'm not. But I'm not. I, I think. But I think you're wrong on that. I really think you're wrong on that. But let's move on. We did the first seven. So at Cleveland, at Cleveland, at Cleveland, at Miami, at Miami, loss. Home for you think they're gonna lose to the Rams too? No, you you said you said at Miami, and I said loss. And then and then I said Rams, and you said loss. Well, I thought you said Miami. That's a win. I I said both. I said both. Okay. So by week. At the bye week, according to you, they'll be three and eight. Or no, excuse me, three and ten, according to you. Yep. 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 Wow. I got them five yep. and five, or okay. maybe even, uh, or maybe even six and four, maybe. God bless you. Uh, God bless you. <laughs> all right. So after the bye week, they come back. They've got New England at home. Lost. Lost. Home for Indianapolis on a Monday night. Uh, this can go either way, but I gave them a loss. But they couldn't easily win that game. Okay, they go out to San Francisco. Uh, win. Home for a Saturday game against Miami. Win. Uh, another Saturday game at New England. They lose. They have them losing both games in New England. And then they finish up the season at home with Buffalo. Um, yeah, I gave I gave gave them a win. Okay, and what do you give them overall? Six and ten. 
I think that's terrible. I really it, do. Well, yeah, it is terrible. It is terrible. It is I, terrible. I, 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 listen, you're going to disappoint, I, disappoint a lot of teams, a lot of people this year. Trust me, you're going to disappoint a lot of people this year. Okay. I got them at the opposite of 10 and 6 again uh, because they're going to beat the teams. Yeah. Heck no. Yeah. Heck no. As I said, I think they're the more complete team uh, in the East this year. Uh, they just missed the playoffs because of the rulings, uh, but they were 10 and 6 last year, missed the playoffs. They'll be 10 and 6 again this year and make the playoffs, quite possibly win the division. Um, I don't know what else to tell you, brother, other than it seems like you just think they're, they are very bad. They're, 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 no, I don't think they're very bad. I'm, what I'm saying is, in, you just gave them the worst record in the division. What, what's going to make, what's going to hurt them the most is the first six games. And it could be the first seven games because they play out, they play some very good defensive teams some very good defensive teams or teams that have very good offenses or a combination of both. In Pittsburgh, who has a very good offense, the defense is maybe lacking. Arizona, who's good on, really good on both sides of the ball. Uh, Seattle, who um, is, uh, uh, has a very good defense, uh, and their offense is, is not that far behind. And Kansas City, who has a very good defense, and their offense is not that far behind. The other games may be up in the air. Cincinnati's got a very good defense. The offense is, is behind in defense. And, and Buffalo, who you never know what you're going to get, but you're playing in Buffalo. And Buffalo swept them last year. So Buffalo swept them last year. That means they won in New, uh, in New York, and they won in Buffalo. So I, I don't think I'm being unrealistic. That first part of the season, that – Games, second seven games is crucial to how their season is going to go, and I think they're not going to fare well. I'm being realistic. I'm not hating. If you look at who they're playing and where they're playing at and the teams that they're playing, they, I don't think they're going to be able to hang. Okay. Especially with the quarterback. Especially with the quarterback play. I'm telling you, you're not listening. People think that Ryan Fitzpatrick, because of what he did last year. I'm not talking about Ryan thing. Fitzpatrick. No, I'm not baseline. You can't you can't base death totally on the defense because a, no, a, a no. team wins both sides of the ball. I agree with you, and I think they're going to uh, win on both sides of the ball. I love the addition of Matt Forte. The uh, Powell Forte combination will remedy a lot of the issues that you're talking about. In my opinion, I really think it will. Whether it's uh, Fitz. Patrick, you know, play action, or if it's Geno play action, you know, or if it's uh, Bryce play action, I think that running game is going to be the difference to couple it with the offense. I really think so, but I'm not going to jump into okay. it because we've only got two minutes left alive there, and I want you to plug okay. what you're talking about tomorrow on the master plan. Um, wow, that was a big um. The potpourri. Let me put it that way. It's it's a um, who knows what I'm talking about. Let me put it that way because I, I haven't really thought about it. You don't even know. You don't even know. You're right. You're right. So you just have to tune in to see where I'm going to go tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
Um, you know where I went last last week, and for those who, who were listening, uh, you know where I went last week. Uh, I could go on a political front. I could I could talk about um, the disillusionment dis- disillusionment of, of a certain person that was on Facebook, um, <laughs> and, 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 and the people that he represents, and how disillusioned they are of what was really going on, and the type Why of mindset. Invite- that's typical. Why don't you invite him, invite him to the show to be a guest? Uh, I'm not going to invite him, man. Because you know why? <laughs> you know I'm not going to invite him because because he 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 is he's got his mind made up and and I, I give I give you a little little uh, not a little insight, but I give you a little tidbit here. I've had bad experiences with um, law enforcement, and one of the last comments he says is. Um, I have to enforce the law, meaning that uh, he, meaning that he still holds a grudge, and that it, he's going to hide behind that to enforce the law. And he, because because of a crime that was committed against him, trust me when I say that, I, I can't I can't deal with a person like that because there's no changing him. Uh, he he's got his mindset, and and besides, besides, and I, and maybe I'll talk about this tomorrow. Besides being a person of law enforcement, not myself, have a tendency to it's me, me us against the world, and uh, um, fall into a lot of stereotypical things, um, actions, and, and, and um, against certain certain segments of the society because of hearsay, uh, 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 pre um, pre I wouldn't say pre existing, but um, uh, falls into um, um, the culture that it's, it's cultivated in the type of organization he's in uh, against minorities. Uh, I can't deal with something like that. I, I, I'm not a I'm not a friend of the uh, men in blue. Let me put it that way. Trust All me right. when I say that. Well, I've, I've met I've met I've met a lot of, quite quite of them. I know people that are in law enforcement that, that um. Uh, um uh, of associates of mine, um, and I've met, I've run across some good persons in blue, but for the most part, I haven't. Okay. Well, here's what I want you to do. This upcoming Sunday at 10 a.m. Standard Eastern Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen, JT's going to talk about something, and I got a feeling he's going to be getting something off his chest. He's saying it with his chest. So stick around for that. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of Fantasy Sports and Politics, where we broke down the AFC East. Uh, we had differing opinions, uh, but it's ex- it's to be expected. Always do. Yep, yep. Next week, you know, it's the NFC East time. NFC East on the way, babies. We'll, talk- we'll see what Victor has in store for his NFC East team. If he's going to be truthful oh. or is he going to be biased? Oh, I'm going to be a little bit of both, but we'll see. Uh, With that being said, it's time to get out of here. Uh, Got love for you, JT. Um, I will update the daggone things. Just let me, let me do my my job. All right, brother. Uh, And get some people into our, our neighborhood football league. You know, it's always a good time when we do that. With that being said, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I want to thank you for listening to Fantasy Sports and Politics. JT, you want to say goodbye to anybody? Yes, no, maybe so. See you later, Drew.
<laughs> why? Why'd you call I'm, him out? Why'd you? I'm, I'm, I'm praying for you. Oh my God! Come out <laughs> okay. of the darkness and see the light. Come out of the darkness and see the light. You, you quite done yet? You done? Fantasy, fantasy sports, and politics. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're out later, guys. Fantasy sports and politics. You want to talk smack, you in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got to live, you know I got mine. But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We're talking fantasy, sports, and policy.